This is The Guardian. Hello, Guardian columnist Jonathan Friedland here. I now have my own US politics podcast, which is, helpfully, called Politics Weekly America. So if you want to hear my interviews with politicians like Hillary Clinton or expert analysis from Guardian journalists and the latest news from Washington, D.C. and beyond, you should subscribe. To do that, just type Politics Weekly America into Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be there every Friday. Looking for your next great podcast? We live in unprecedented times. To make sense of it, what if you could learn from some of the most influential people on the planet? The podcast Tools and Weapons is hosted by Microsoft's Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Every week, he has a candid conversation with guests, including prime ministers and Pulitzer Prize-winning journalists. The latest episode features Bayer CEO Bill Anderson. Though most of us know Bayer for pharmaceuticals, they're also focused on crop science. They're putting digital tools in the hands of farmers to get the most out of every acre. Listen to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. We've all got that friend. The only one at the work meeting, dinner party or concert who never tested positive when everyone else did. Whilst some countries' figures for the total number of people infected with COVID-19 are a little hard to come by, a recent estimate from the Centers for Disease Control in America claimed around 43% of people in the US or 140 million people had had the virus as of late January. We know from the CDC data that about twice as many people probably got exposed in the country in general to COVID than the official counts. So despite it feeling like a rare event, there are still quite literally hundreds of millions of you out there yet to test positive. So, what's behind this? And how come some people, despite being exposed, often multiple times, have never had a positive test? From The Guardian, I'm Madeleine Finlay, and this is Science Weekly. Linda Geddes, as The Guardian's science correspondent, you've been covering the discoveries, trials and tribulations of Covid for quite a while now. And recently you wrote about what felt like true outliers, extraordinarily lucky people who have seemingly not yet caught COVID. And of course, there are some people who might not have been exposed, perhaps because they don't live in a busy town or have been working from home. But what's really curious is those people who know they've been exposed and still haven't caught it. 
Yeah, well, I've been writing about this and I interviewed one young woman called Phoebe Garrett, who is 21. She went through most of the pandemic as a university student, surrounded by people who had COVID, not getting it. She had a house party at one point where they were basically everyone after the house party got COVID apart from her. Um, And, you know, since writing this piece, I've been contacted by all sorts of people over Twitter saying, I'm that person as well. And even my next door neighbour, Avi, he lives with a GP who has had COVID twice now. And despite sharing the same house, the same bedroom, he seems to be completely resistant to COVID. It's quite incredible, really. It does seem quite incredible. Could it be that somebody like Phoebe or your neighbour, Avi, has just ended up with the statistics on their side and by chance even if they've come into contact with a positive person, they haven't actually breathed in any virus. Yeah, or they haven't breathed in any live or infectious virus because the virus, you know, it does dehydrate quite quickly. But actually Phoebe enrolled in the world's first challenge trial at Imperial College London where they deliberately infected her with COVID. So, they, you know, they basically took a group of people, 34 of them, And they dribbled a solution containing live virus into their noses and then they pegged their noses shut for a couple of hours. And she still didn't get it, but it wasn't just her. Actually, of those 34 who were exposed to the virus, 16 of them failed to develop an infection. To be classified as infected, they had to have two consecutive positive PCR test results. A few of them did actually transiently test positive. So, you know, they might have had one positive PCR test in the morning, but then in the afternoon they were negative. And so, you know, half of them never developed an established infection, which is really weird given that they were definitely exposed to quite a lot of infectious virus. out of 34 sounds really high. So clearly there are just some people who are persistently resisting infection. Is that just that their immune systems are winning the fight straight away and killing the virus almost as soon as it enters the body, or at least before it's picked up by the tests that you've described? Yeah, so there's there's two arms of the immune system. You've got the innate immune system, which is this kind of generalised first line of defence against infectious agents like viruses and bacteria. Now, that doesn't have any kind of memory and it's not specific to particular infectious germs. And so it's possible that some people just have an exceptionally strong innate immune system and that manages to kill things off before they manage to become established and before the acquired immune system, which is this other arm of the immune system involving things like antibodies and T-cells, before that kicks in. Does being vaccinated make this kind of transient infection or early killing off of the virus more likely? Yes, probably it does. So, you know, there's been a lot of media focus on breakthrough infections, that is, people getting infected with COVID, even though they've been vaccinated. And, you know, with Omicron, that happens more often. 
But I think it kind of creates this perception that vaccines are only any good at protecting against severe disease, when in fact, they're still very effective at preventing people from being infected in the first place. It's just they're not as effective as we originally thought they would be. So there are some people who do have naturally more robust immune systems. And then we've got the vaccines providing some help on top of that. But are there any other factors in terms of the immune system that mean that some people catch COVID whilst others don't? Well, in the case of people who've been vaccinated, it could be that they've just had a stronger response to the vaccine. But if we leave the vaccinated population aside for a minute, you know, even pre-vaccine, there was evidence that immune responses against other viruses might possibly be cross-reacting with SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID, and, and providing some kind of protection. So, you know, just during the first wave of the pandemic, uh, some researchers at University College London were in intensively monitoring this group of healthcare workers who were regularly exposed to infected people, but who never tested positive or appeared to develop antibodies against the virus themselves. And some blood tests by this team revealed that about 15% of these people had T cells, which were reactive against SARS-CoV-2, as well as other markers of viral infection, which might suggest that they had some kind of immune defence against the virus that causes COVID that had come from maybe an infection with another seasonal coronavirus. You know, we have these, these seasonal coronaviruses that cause certain types of common cold, for instance. Where does genetics fit into this? Because there's always those people who never seem to pick up anything at all, COVID or another virus like flu. Or, frankly, if you're like me, you catch a virus from a soft breeze. There probably are actually people who are properly genetically resistant to specific infections. And it's probably a very small subset of people. But there is some research going on into whether there are people who are truly genetically immune to SARS-CoV-2. And we know that this happens with other types of bacteria and viruses and, and parasites. So there are people who are genetically resistant to malaria to norovirus and HIV. And what seems to happen in these cases is that they have some kind of genetic mutation, often in a receptor that the invading organism uses to gain a foothold in the body. Do you think it's possible that Phoebe, the person you told us about earlier, could be one of those who are genetically immune? Because having had it shoved up your nose in a laboratory and, and not becoming positive, sounds like she could be. <laughs> well, it's funny you come back to Phoebe. So so Phoebe has now had COVID. In late January, she actually finally did catch Omicron. Fortunately, she wasn't too badly ill and she's recovered quite quickly. Maybe she had kind of cross-protective immune responses from earlier infections. But you know, th those things are only really a buffer. It's not like these people who are genetically resistant to HIV who absolutely cannot become infected. So maybe with Omicron, it's just so infectious that it, it kind of gets to them eventually. 
factors that you've described, I feel like go towards explaining those odd COVID stories that everyone seems to have where they know someone who didn't get it even though they'd spent hours right next to someone with COVID and then happened to randomly pick it up at a supermarket or really have no idea where they got it from in the end. And it is totally bizarre at times. But why is figuring this all out important on a scientific level? What kind of things could it tell us? I guess it could inform the design of better vaccines, particularly if you can understand the genetics of why some people can resist infections. You could develop drugs that similarly kind of prevent people from getting infected. So, yeah, I mean, we're starting to get antivirals against SARS-CoV-2, which is great, but a better understanding of this will hopefully enable the development of more drugs that could, you know, prevent people from being infected in the first place, particularly if we get, you know, new waves involving new variants in the future. And I guess the more we understand immunology and the more research that's poured into it, the better prepared we're going to be for future pandemics as well. Linda, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks again to Linda Geddes. You can find a link to her piece about people who have never caught COVID on the podcast webpage at theguardian.com. Now, before you go, I want to point you towards our new podcast, Politics Weekly America, which comes out every Friday. In the last episode, Jonathan Friedland spoke to retired Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman, who testified in front of Congress that he heard Donald Trump ask Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky to investigate the Bidens. To hear that fascinating discussion, search for Politics Weekly America wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to never miss an episode. And that's it for today. The producers were me and George Cooper. The sound design was by Tony Onuchukwu and the executive producer was Max Sanderson. We'll be back on Tuesday. See you then. This is The Guardian. Looking for your next great podcast? We live in unprecedented times. To make sense of it, what if you could learn from some of the most influential people on the planet? The podcast Tools and Weapons is hosted by Microsoft's Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Every week he has a candid conversation with guests, including Prime Ministers and Pulitzer Prize-winning journalists. The latest episode features Bayer CEO Bill Anderson. Though most of us know Bayer for pharmaceuticals, they're also focused on crop science. They're putting digital tools in the hands of farmers to get the most out of every acre. Listen to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts.